I find such a natural solace and kinship with people that have just been through some shit. You know, there are those people that have like perfect families and their parents love them and they're really good at taking standardized tests and they have a great metabolism and they've only broken a bone and that's the worst thing that's happened to them, which by the way, I've never broken a bone and I just can't always really get down with those people. It's people that have like gone through some trauma and there are so many different layers of trauma and I'm not trying to be the trauma police over here, but I feel like it's folks that have been through some shit and what they've learned and how they've survived through it really makes like people people. And I tend to gravitate towards those people. I've spent the better part of the last 10 years in talk therapy and had only gone kind of off and on in high school. And that was only because it was typically mandated by uh, teachers or my school after a traumatic event. My sophomore year of high school, I found out one afternoon in November that my mom had breast cancer. And I was also dealing with my boyfriend, who I felt like was the love of my life and my first love, not to be confused with my eighth grade boyfriend. This is a different boyfriend. But I found out that he had not only cheated on me, but he had gotten a girl pregnant and I was devastated. So uh, I drank a fifth of Captain Morgan with some friends in a field after a football game. The last thing I really remember before waking up two days later in a hospital and being told that I was suspended and would be going back to San Francisco early for Thanksgiving was walking through the woods and just feeling totally hopeless. I woke up with a concussion and uh, a lot of bumps and bruises. And what I have been told is that I had been thrown out of a moving car. That's a story for another time. So they sent me to therapy. And it was in the attic of an old house. I went to boarding school. So all of the structures on campus, a lot of them, not all of them, but were old kind of like old houses. And I went to therapy once a week in the attic of the infirmary. And if you put that therapist in front of me right now, like two feet away, five inches away, I would have absolutely no idea who she was. I can't tell you her name. I can't tell you what she looks like. I can't tell you what she sounds like. And I saw her, you know, once a week for a good six months. But it's amazing how your brain can kind of just shut off. And I've lost chunks and chunks of time. Uh, Rachel has insisted that I read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. But like most things that I know that I should do, I have avoided it. But I have read a couple of pages, excerpts, and reviews on Amazon. And in the book, the author describes how the brain is literally rewired after a traumatic experience, which I can tell you firsthand, after all of uh, the traumatic shit that I've been through personally, I've definitely been rewired. And, you know, I think my memory is one of those places that has been rewired and also protects me. And it's fascinating how all different types of people deal with trauma in different ways and come out of it on the other side. And, you know, I had heard about this comedian, Liza Dye, years ago. I heard about her through Aziz Ansari, who had posted and had talked about going to a benefit that was helping out a comedian who had just auditioned for SNL after she was in an awful accident with a subway in New York and survived and, you know, needed help with her medical bills. And I, I mean, a story like that, when you 
hear about someone surviving like an event of that magnitude, it's like, you don't forget it. And I was just in awe of the strength and really the will to just fucking get over some shit on the other side that Liza did. And as time goes on, obviously, you know, from what I had, I, you know, I didn't think about it, obviously, but I follow a ton of meme accounts, queer meme accounts, and I was putting together an episode for Cool 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 about sapphic meme accounts. And some of my favorite ones are Got Him Such a Dyke and Hot Mespian and Bet Porter Gallery. So I reached out to Bet Porter Gallery on Instagram and I was like, hey, putting together this episode, would you be a guest? The person came back and I had followed Bet Porter for a long time, but I didn't know, you know, you never know who the person is behind these accounts. Person comes back, says, hi, yep. Email me at Liza Die at whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God, why does that name sound so familiar? So I Google her and I realize it was the fucking G of all G's. And one of the funniest people I have uh, followed on the internet, Liza Dye. So we recorded an episode that I thought was going to be for a different episode. And in meeting her and hearing about her story, I just like knew she had to have her own episode. Now, full transparency, when we first recorded, both of us were like in a very strange headspace. And I just, I think I went into that episode thinking that it was going to be a part of a different episode. And when I listened to it, I sort of made the executive decision that we would re-record and give her her own episode. I have had enough smoke for 2022. I don't need any more smoke. I need to stop smoking. I just started smoking cigarettes. Everyone's quitting. Whoa, I'm like, no, I'm like, no, I'm no. starting all of the vices that everyone's kicking. Like everyone's sober now. I just got into drugs. I just started drinking last year. Like I'm thriving. I don't know what everyone else is doing. I mean, go on my Instagram and there's, Videos and footage of me smoking cigarettes in 1998 and 1999. Like, hello. God. Um, I mean, but I feel like you you needed to start all the vices now because you, you know, you had a rough couple of years. That is such a good point. You're right. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. You're so I'm here to enable you. Cancers are like. Yeah, y'all really be giving like therapists. I kind of love it. But maybe this is just the cancer Capricorn thing. But yeah, you're right. I've had like a crazy past like, well, shit, it's about to be nine years now. Um, damn, Is it really crazy. been nine years? Okay, so. Yeah, 2014. That's like nine. That's like eight. It, next year is going to be nine years, right? I'm terrible at math. Um, well, so am I. And also, I literally think that the 90s was tw- like 10 years ago. And it was not. It was Wait, more like 25. Like 30. Yeah. It's about to be like, yeah, it's like 27. Or so. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it's fucked. Time is fucked. Time's not real. Have you seen on Twitter how they're like, I'm done oh, with Twitter. I'm, well, I'm out. I'm out the game. Yeah, I know. No, it's bad. Everything's terrible right now. There used to be a podcast called that or something. Everything's terrible. But yeah, it's true. Or maybe no, I'm thinking of Phoebe Robinson show. Everything's trash. Free plug for you, Phoebe. Cut me a check. Um, I loved that book, by the way. Phoebe's book? Everything is Trash was a book that she then... Oh, I didn't read the book. I remember when Don't Touch My Hair came out. And I remember I made this meme. They were shooting the um, Oceans movie. The women, the... (laughs) Oceans 11 or 13, 14. I don't know. Yeah, Oceans um, PlayStation 12, Oceans iPhone 16. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, there's like this picture that went, I think it was from, I'm, I'm praying it was from the movie. I think it was, but it was like 
Sarah Paulson and Rihanna on the subway. And remember Rihanna had that crazy lock wig? Mm -hmm. And it was a picture of Sarah Paulson like holding one of the locks. And Rihanna was kind of like, and I put, I photoshopped Phoebe's book, Don't Touch My Hair, on the sub, on the image behind them on the subway train. And it went around, but like, and I think people thought it was real. And I was like, no, 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 I I put that in there. It wasn't actually in there but anyway yeah I never uh yeah she's been dropping books and stuff I haven't I haven't seen the show I didn't I didn't read the book but the book is great as a white woman um (laughs) (laughs) as a white woman no I was actually in Thailand reading her book cackling cackling on on the beach and my wife was like what are you I'm like this is so fucking funny but I was kind of jealous. Do you ever have this um, moment where people do things and you obviously thought of it first and you get really jealous of them? Ooh, that's a good question. I, you know, as a comedian, and also I'm realizing I didn't even get into what you tried to bring up a second ago. But yeah, I mean, comedians obviously like, you know, comedians still other comedians jokes and shit like that happens. But I don't know about like, oh, I thought of that first or like, oh, I had that idea and I didn't, you know, it's more like, oh, I just did that joke at the fucking improv last week and now she's doing one of that. You know, it's like- You're like, now you're little. I mean, I won't say the name of the person, but it's somebody that you and I have in common and he totally stole my fucking joke. But the difference was, is he was so famous and I'm not a comedian, but he, I'm comedian adjacent, you know? Mm. But he went on fucking like, I think it was Kimmel. And said oh. the joke. And the joke was this. We were talking about like moving from New York to L.A., which you did as well. So maybe you'll appreciate this. Mm. And I was like, you know, here's the problem. Like, because basically everybody was kind of going around the table and they were complaining that the clubs closed too early in L.A. And I like said. Like nightclubs or. Like nightclubs, bars, everything. Yeah. Closes kind of club. yeah. At like basically. What? One, twelve, forty five, like whatever it is. And I said, and they were like, oh, but New York, you know, you can stay out until like four. And I'm like, you know what? You know what never happened between the hours of 1.30 and 3.45? Anything good. <laughs> like no one thought of like a fucking brilliant, you know, medicine or nobody, nobody got down on one knee. Nobody did shit between well, 1.30 and 3. And I was watching uh, this person on TV and I saw them do my joke and I was like, fuck you. Just send them a Venmo request or something or just send them an invoice. Just like Are random. Just- Don't even let them know it's coming. Just email an invoice and be like 1500 for that joke you taught on Kimmel. Like- yeah, you're right. I should do that. <laughs> um, okay, so nine years ago, you you were put into like a f- into a forced pause. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get into it because you also have a crazy connection to it as well, which you told me the first time we talked and it blew me the F away. I am still shaking to my core about that. But yeah, um, yeah, I used to live in New York. I've been living in LA. We both live in LA, obviously, but I've been living here since 2016. And the reason that I moved here, I do this joke in my stand-up. If you've seen any of my shows I did in New York this summer and stuff, I have this bit I do where I'm like, I know it's really trendy and cool to like move from New York to LA, but I was the first person that did it. And I have a damn good reason why. And I'm going to tell you. And then I get into this thing, which I'm going to tell you guys, which is that in 2014, I got hit by a subway train. 
the true story. I know it is like the craziest thing you've heard. But you I, survive. I mean, you know, you didn't you got run over by the subway. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, the wording, the language around it. I, you know, my mom is like, my mom says run over and I'm like, mm, you know, so I OK, sorry, sorry. I, I said it. Yeah, and I was like, like, oh, God, am I being. A f-? Yeah. Like, what's the proper? You no, know, it's. What do you prefer? Do you well? One, I'm sure you prefer to own the story because it's your story. But what do you like to say? You were struck. Speaking of owning the story, no, uh, <laughs> that's another conversation. Did you watch Girls? No. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And thank you for being like you know sensitive and gentle about it. It's so weird being in this body and funny and interesting. I just did a show at UCB Franklin because it just opened back up like right when I got back to LA from New York. It felt like such a gift. But I literally was I did a improv show. I didn't I don't do improv. A lot of stand up thank God improv. Yeah it's don't invite and oh by the way anybody listening do not invite me to your fucking improv troupe (laughs) class. I don't want to go see the like wiling monk like the wiling um, butterfly <laughs> funny loves or whatever. Like, don't invite me because I will not come. Wild horses. That's they're actually pretty funny. That's um, what's oh my god? Are you for real wife. right now? Yeah, wild horses is funny. That's like oh, the only, that's like the okay. one improv group that I actually know about. I haven't seen them in years. But anyway, no, I was the monologuist for an improv show, and I did my material that I've been doing this summer in New York, which is about my subway accident. And so they literally improvised a comedy scene about my subway accident. And it was really funny. And like, yeah, I'm just really like an open book about it. I don't feel, I mean, obviously there's like trauma and stuff, but I I guess the comedian in me just allows me to have this like really free flowing kind of energy about it. And I'm like showing people my leg and I, you know, show people my scars and I have like a really mangled leg. It kind of looked, my injury kind of looks like a burn, but, but yeah, I haven't even said what happened. So I was waiting for the train and I like, it was like a blizzard or something. And I was on the way to shoot something with John early. We were supposed to watch the movie Cruel Intentions and neither of us had ever seen it. So I was like, we'll just come over, you know, in the morning and I'll cook breakfast. We'll watch the movie. We'll write our jokes and then we'll go to set. And he was like, okay, great. And then I woke up that morning. I hosted like a fashion week party the night before for this brand, like a streetwear brand. I think it was like LPD or something like that. It was like, we were down downtown somewhere like Little Italy or something. And it started snowing and, you know, those New York nights where you come out of the bar and it's just like white and everyone's like, "Mm, well, maybe we should just go back in and pile in the bar you know like it yep. was that kind of vibe and like you know at 1 30 in the morning and then nothing yep. good happened See right. what i'm saying listen exactly you're right god you're so right we're so wise um yeah so anyway blizzard full-on got to the train like passed out or spells fell in the track somehow and like as the train was coming in and like i have no idea what happened i've been trying to like figure it out and piece it together over the years. Obviously there were some sort of impacts. Cause like, if you see my leg, you can like Google me and see pictures if you're genuinely curious and you have like a morbid mind and you want to try to like understand what it looks like. But yeah, it's like, there was an impact of some sort. I have a degloving injury is what it's called for any of the medical listeners. And Jimmy Fallon also has a degloving injury on his wedding finger. That's the most common kind of degloving injury. People usually get their wedding finger caught you know, like on a table or something and mm. it'll just rip, you know, and that's what happened right. to my leg. So I'm so sorry for your squeamish listeners. I'm so sorry. I'm actually the squeamish listener. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I think, listen, 
the memory aspect of it, it's such a fascinating thing, like what our bodies and our minds can do to help us heal, right? Like, oh my God, the, yeah. you know, the memory, like I really struggle. So I started reading my old diary from seventh grade to freshman year of college. Why? 10 out of 10, don't recommend doing that. Why? Because I thought it would be interesting to do some solo episodes where I go back to it. And I got to tell you, Liza. Oh, you're like, reading them on your on your show? Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought you just meant like you were reading them to your therapist for like fun. For, like, no, no, no. Well, I thought it was going to be funsies. And you know what it's not? It's sadsies. It is like. Yeah. I was dark like. Dark hmm, It's dark. <laughs> <laughs> dark it's, it's childhood traumas well i was like wow all of this was wildly inappropriate but there's things i just don't remember like inappropriate's not the word i was expecting you to say what was what was the most inappropriate i dated hella older do you know what back then oh your this shit is, was giving like lana del rey like a lana del rey music video you my like, shit was giving like <laughs> lolita and I'm like, oh no, honey, this ain't it. This poor child, you know? Uh oh. But but I don't remember things. Yeah. And I think right. like for you, and I'm sure that's probably so frustrating when people are like, okay, you were struck by the subway, mm -hmm. you woke up. Like, in the tracks. No. I woke in, up in the tracks. In yeah. the tracks, you woke up in yeah. the tracks. But you yeah, survived. I have a memory of all of that. Survived. Like, how crazy is that? Isn't that weird? That's the weirdest part. The hands down of the whole thing, right? I'm, I'm asking sort of maybe as like someone from the outside looking in. It's That's the craziest part that I've survived. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like when I've told people about you or I've been like, oh, I met this girl. She's great. She has Bet Porter Gallery. Have you seen it? You know, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, yo, this chick got struck by the subway and woke up on the tracks looking at the train. And they're yeah, just like, what? But I mean, <laughs> so... <laughs> So you did get into, I mean, it's just, it's a mirror. It's like, I hate to say, it, I mean, but it is, a, it's a real miracle. Wait, like, why do you hate to say it's a miracle? Well, because a, mir a miracle is, I think of like miracle on 34th Street. It's just like, what a cheesy word, but it is. Don't think of miracle on 34th Street. Think of the miracle from Pulp Fiction with Jules and Vincent when they come out and they shoot him. And nothing happens. And then Vincent <laughs> Jules has that life changing. Think of that kind of miracle. But yeah, the miracle on 31st Street, that's a corny miracle. You need a cool miracle. To yeah, that's a cool that. miracle. Yeah. Well, OK. And then, you know, and how I kind of had learned about you back then is obviously you were doing comedy. You would just were in. Had you auditioned for SNL yet? Or yes. Were, that's okay. the other crazy part of it, too. My bad. I'm like, you know, to be a comedian, I'm a pretty shitty storyteller. I got to admit, but um, it's that's OK. You know what, though? I'm very yeah. good. I'm very good at telling stories. And <laughs> I have had a hand at doing stand up. I'm not I wouldn't say I'm terrible, but I don't know if I'm like great. Like, you know, and I, I yeah. can be honest about that. That's, that's how crap. I feel, too. That's how I feel. I, I feel like I'm not, I don't bomb and it's not, and it could be also seen as like a sympathy last thing with this new material, right? Cause I'm showing my leg and talking about, it's like an inspirational thing. But even before the new material, before I started talking about my leg, it would be like, I would, I can, I kind of just coast, you know, I kind of just coast by no, on my Beyonce that. impression. Don't, yeah, no, 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 no. Don't say that. <laughs> also like, I have you in the post? past, I'll say that I have in the past. I'm, I'm much better in writing and actually doing the work now. But when I started, I used to just riff. I would riff all my material. Before the accident. Before my accident. Before my accident. Okay. You know, you can do that in New York. You can just cop up and be like, 
somebody got hit by a tra- the train I was on today and blah, blah, you know, and, and just talk about that and stuff. So that's what I would do before. But um, but yeah, no, it's it it is insane. And wait, okay, no, yeah. So you you told me like this crazy. Thing. So I had heard about you because so you auditioned for SNL. You're in New York. Right. How old were you at this time? I was, I had just turned 25 when this happened, which also was interesting. You know, I got into this like 27 club thing at it. I was like, oh, this is so weird. There's another like, I think there's like a 25 club of people that had, didn't die. Okay, so there's a 27 club of, you know, Kurt Cobain and Amy Winehouse and the people that died at 27. But I started to realize that there's a, a people, a club of people that had near death experiences at age 25. I think it's like, all the people that I don't need to talk about while we're re-recording. It's like, yay, Michael Jackson. I think Michael Jackson's Pepsi burn. I think that was when he was 25. And I think Kanye, I don't know if Kanye's car accident when he was 25, but there may be a few hours. I was trying to compile the list, but yeah. And I see, just at that time. 25. Well, yeah, the thing and, about um, the 27 Club is like, that's when you really start your Saturn return. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And some yeah. people... Get do on. Not make it. Some people don't make it. <laughs> I swear to God, it. I was really I my yeah. samezies. Okay, so you're 25. You just so yeah, I had just, for I just SNL. Had SNL. So yeah, that was so 2013. Kenan Thompson did an interview with like TV Guide. I feel ooh, that's crazy that I can remember that specifically. But everything else is shit. But anyway, yeah, he did an interview, and I'm sure he was misquoted. But what ended up going to print was like they asked him something like. Why do you always have to play black women or like what, you know, every time there's like Michelle Obama or Beyonce, you always have to play a why. And he was like, oh, we get funny black women all the time. They're just never ready or something. And then that turned into this whole thing. And people started making all these lists like um, variety and, and, and this, you know, they would make these lists like here's seven funny black women who are ready for SNL. And by the time it got to like the 15th list, I was like, y'all, let's just like do something with this. This is so stupid and funny. So I was co-hosting a comedy show at the time. I was DJing a comedy show actually with Charla Larson. Shout out Charla. She's so funny in Williamsburg. I was like, let's just do a show. She was like, okay, yeah, I'm down. So we threw a show together. Some of the SNL producers came and that is what led to that big like <clears throat> showcase that happened at the Pitt Theater in 2013. I think it was November 2013 or something like that. December. And then, yeah, this accident happened in February 2014. I got a good manager from that. I didn't get hired, obviously. But I got a really good manager, my first manager. She sent me on my first pilot season, which was for Orange is the New Black. And I was mortified. And then I almost died. (laughs) (laughs) And that was my final days of living in New York. (laughs) And then you were like, it's a wrap. I mean, so I, but the comedy... Sorry, that that see, that's funny. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, it's so uncomfortable that so it's funny. Much. You're so welcome. I'm bowing to your listeners that oh people can't God. see me. I'm bowing, taking a bow for the crowd. Um, but the comedy community really came to support, right? And so I had heard about you because Aziz was doing some sort of show or had tweeted about it. And again, like when you hear the story, this young woman who got struck by a train and survived it's like whoa you know what i mean yeah. like that's tight so you you know did you say that's tight i said that's tight yeah i def i guarantee you i said that i was like damn that's tight like that's tight <laughs> like i just watched this is the end last night it's one of my favorite movies aziz when i met aziz when he came up i was like Shh, they shooting that in new orleans or something right but anyway 
that's one of my favorite movies though it ended up being one of my favorite movies but um when Jonah Hill was like weed is tight weed is tight I was like wait did you just say tight did you just say that was tight I love that um so then you kind of go into this long I mean obviously journey of healing in so many ways and doing all these shows you were telling me you did I mean you did you how quick were you back on stage well that was probably a mistake if I can be honest but you know I was just like why was it a mistake I should have taken so much more time to just like heal and be quiet like I was just so like at the ground running after I got out of the hospital I had been in the hospital for so long it was like 76 days or something like that like I had gone in the hospital in February and it was a blizzard and I came out of the hospital in May and it was like a new season in this, which, you know, seasons in New York, it's like another, it's like, you know, hibernate. It's like another world. You're like, oh, you missed the whole winter, you know? So that was trippy. And so, yeah, when I got out, it was like just insane. You know, it's just, it's crazy. So yeah, I should have taken more time to just like chill and just like, I was so excited and happy and grateful to just be alive, you know, and like still have my leg and everything. And, just so hyper focused on life, like instantly, like you are instantly like, holy shit, it would have been so easy for me to die. Why did I not die? I must have something to do that I'm supposed to be doing. Like, even if you're, you could be like Satan himself and you would in, in just instantly be like, oh damn, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> Maybe I should be doing something because it would have been like so easy for me to literally die. So like, let me try to maybe figure that out. and like do my life over again because like I just got a second one like that's fully where my you know your mind is in that moment when you come back from death like that so I was like I'm about to do shows and you know because I had I was supposed to open for Amanda Seals that next day actually and this was like pre-insecure Amanda Seals like Amanda was like not the but Amanda's been she around she was today. on MTV yeah people like, forget Amanda Seals has been around. I actually asked Amanda Seals to come on. I had a show called Getting Nailed, which I would get crazy nails with celebrities. I mean, okay, so you should have taken some more time. You do your thing. You sounds like I don't want to live with regrets, though. I don't want to say I regret because I did like our John early show when I got out of the hospital at Arsenal. And that was like the big show that New York Times came. And that was the I was on the front pages of the New York Times. And that was the show that they came and photographed and stuff. And like, jungle pussy came and like all these people were there and it was such a victorious moment I was in my wheelchair but like it just should not have happened I think back on jokes and things that I did and I remember the audience was just like (laughs) like I remember talking about trying to take a shit or something and I know and thinking back it's like people were probably like that was probably so weird to hear this girl that just got hit by subway train make a joke about trying to take a shit in the hospital but like that was just my reality at the time but that's why you have to wait because you do things and make mistakes that are like premature and the idea isn't fully developed and it's not fully ready yet, you know, but you feel like it's ready because it's been in your brain for so long, but it's not ready for other people yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. but that's also really funny. You wouldn't have had that perspective and that's something you can definitely use. When did you start using the internet, whether it's for your comedy yourself, like as you as Liza or Bette Porter Gallery? like? as a means of creative outlet? Another incredible question is you, you the one. You the one that I Shout out to the Pisces. I'm making peace with y'all. Shout out to the Pisces queen, Rihanna. That is such a good question. I am an internet OG. I'm like a MySpace, GeoCities, Live Journal, Black Planet, 
gifts profile pic like people used to I used to make gifts for people I would make people's profiles like I was like popping you know I worked at MySpace right we I did not know that but I was gonna say something very similar which is that you and I talked about this the first time we talked how we are so we have really similar lives and how we both done so much shit and just like have just been fucking everywhere and like everywhere you remember Diplo's Twitter bio used to be like random white dude be everywhere. God, I keep bringing up all the canceled people. What is wrong with me? You really do. Ugh. You have, you love, I mean, there is no one more disgusting <laughs> than Diplo. Like, Listen. I am happy to say that on air. I, I see him out like whatever. And he looks like he has the dirtiest dick. Ever. I would just say, just I am STDs ahead all of the around, curve. allegedly. I'm always ahead of the curve, as evidenced by Bette Porter Gallery. Diplo's nipples have always been very disturbing to me. And I will say that, listen, Chris D'Elia blocked me years ago. I'm blocked by so many rapists and things that have been exposed now that I've been blocked by years Chris ago. D'Elia, I'm just going to say that. I mean, listen, you and I, that's because, you know why? I'll tell you why. It's because we don't want to fuck those people. And so all that weird, clouded, shrouded, like, bullshittery is not there. I mean, the only <laughs> thing I will say is while Emily Ratajkowski is truly gorgeous, her belly button is the most, like, terrifying, offensive body She's the one that's been, like, queer baiting with Z-Way lately? Who hangs Correct. out with Z-Way? Correct. That's her. Uh, no, because she's the one that just said that she doesn't think everyone's straight or something, right? She's like, I don't, yeah, think, I don't believe said that. women are fully straight or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't she dating Pete Davidson now? Isn't she like his new mm-hmm. beard or something? I don't know. Yes. Yes. I can't keep up, child. It's too much. I can't keep up. They're they're out there. They are h- bagging hoes in the street. Let me tell you, that whole clique. But, okay, so you <laughs> strike me as an internet-y person because oh, yeah. you really get the internet like you like get it. And I think what really attracted me to Bet Porter Gallery in the first place, because I didn't know who the fuck ran it. I didn't. I like became connected with you somehow, like through the old scissoring account, because I ran that. Right. Scissoring isn't a thing. Or yeah, is a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Not for me to decide. I don't want you know how like you probably never want to talk about how you can't remember how you were struck by a subway. I never <laughs> want to answer if scissoring is a thing ever again. I'm oh, like, so it, it is okay. It's whatever anybody wants it to be. Okay. Um, but I what drew me to it is I sometimes find that memes and vid- like whatever, basically like internet fodder for queers is so directed at white cis gay men. And yours was like, you were really bringing up Kalon. Like you really had the pulse on shit that I'm into, which by the way, shout out to you. I really supported your TikTok video of uh, the Kalani shake break. I mean, what? A- and now I, you know what I can't stop saying is play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Really, truly. I mean, on my tombstone, just. Can I just take a moment on your on your platform right now to address someone publicly? Mm, do you want to think about that? Because this is the second time we're recording for you, and I'm not going to record again. And, and third time's a charm. Kaylani Parrish, please unblock me. Why did you block me, sis? I'm just trying to help you and promote <laughs> Wait, you. Wait, no. Kaylani blocked you? She blocked me. I don't know why. What I, I think it was the post about the woods. She went to the... Somebody... <laughs> Listen, oh, Kaylani no. Parrish, sis, 
I'm supporting you. I'm team you. I know I said I was team Shake. I love Shake, but I came to you through Shake. Unblock me. Come on. Mm, wait, can I say something? If Kaylani <laughs> really is listening, do you know that she totally, there was, you know in LA, sorry, we're so ADD, but that's fine. <laughs> you know in LA how some, or even in New York, you'll like get into the groove of seeing like a group of people or like you'll go to a party and then you'll see them that week and then like, for, for like a moment in time, you like kind of see all these people for a while and then you never see them again. Mm-hmm. Kaylani is that person. Right. She was pregnant. I went to a Masego party and I had What this- is that? Masego? He's a singer. Oh, I thought that was going to be like some crazy Japanese like hot cupping method and you saw her at like some no. luxury like I mean, I might spa. as well. Um, no, we were at an <laughs> art gallery and I had a very cute outfit on. And what'd you have on? Describe it. I had a t-shirt with Tupac on it. Cause I don't know if you knew this, but I'm like very obsessed with Tupac. Always have one of the, uh, the like vintage style rocker Mm t-shirts, like a little Tupac shirt. And then I had a very tight, bright pink skirt. This doesn't sound like a cute outfit, sis. I gotta be on (laughs) it. Wait, what was the shoes giving? Cause I'm. I'm waiting for the cute part. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to get cute. I, it really was cute. And then I had these like purple suede high heels. This sounds like it was a wild look. Sis. It you was, but it. it was so cute. You have It's hard to describe, but trust Is me, it looks cute. Is there a pic on your IG? No, but okay. I looked really cute, I promise. <laughs> anyway, so she was totally, totally eye-fucking me and like giving me vibes the whole night. My Ooh. friend Mackenzie that was there who used to work with her, I was like, am I imagining this? Or is this happening? She's like, no, bitch, it's happening. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. So Child. then, I know, I know. And so then I saw her two days later at another event. And then I saw her like a week later at a too short party. And I, it was just like this weird <laughs> thing. And she was pregnant at the time. Aww. And so, and whatever, I was not single. But anyway, that's my only Kaylani thing. I'm really sorry Kaylani blocked you. I mean, it's stra- that's a strange one. I would think others would block you. I wasn't really sure. Listen, I am flabber. I bet I am bet Porter flabbergasted voice. I am fucking flabbergasted. I truly don't know. It there genuinely could be something going on with my Instagram ever since I got banned in the meta shout out to the meta guy who brought me back to life. Yes, no one I don't think anyone's blocked me yet. I've been like reported for weird things, but this is the first Bet Porter Gallery block. And from like the most famous like black lesbian right now, I'm like, or like up and coming, because I guess Lena Waithe is the most famous black lesbian right now. But Kaylani, I'm like, sis, I'm like, oh no, baby, what is you doing? So I don't know. But you know what? We gonna see each other. Just like you said, you used to see her. We gonna run into. No, I'm just. And then what are you gonna say? You know you're gonna gonna go up to her and beg her to unblock you right then and there. And this is the other thing. She's a Taurus. She's an Earth sign. So it's like I just don't get it. I don't know. But you know, it is what it is. I'm sending love. I'm making peace. We are moving into a new year. Kaylani Parish, please unblock me. I got nothing but love for you, sis. And come and do my homies podcast. Yeah, come. I mean, I would die. Come on the pod. Um, okay, so your OG internet vibes, why do you think that queer memes directed at women are important? Or do you? Ooh, 
Oh, Lord. I do think it's important because, you know, kind of like I said in that New York Times um, article that's about the uh, the TikTok girl, who, by the way, she just posted a new TikTok about Kaylani's new girlfriend. And I'm like, is Kaylani going to block her? Because I think she blocked me about posting about her new girlfriend. But anyway, I think it's important because of all the stuff we're talking about, right? It's like all of this stuff gets so overlooked, especially in mainstream media, like you know, they're just so quick to like slap like gal pal labels and titles on like two women who are like very obviously dating. I mean, it has gotten so much better. You know, Bet Porter Gallery kind of originated from that though, like back in the day when like Amber Heard and Tasha Van Rie used to, they were clearly in a relationship and like Daily Mail and like websites and TMZ would be like gal pals or like her best friend. And I was like, these, they're married. And so I tried to like start to carve out a space for it to just like, put a stamp of validity on these like very public like queer relationships like because I'm like I want to show these women love and appreciation for having the courage to be out and like give me something to stand so I don't have to stand like Brie Larson and like Kate Blanchett and women who are like married to men like I have like Kristen Seward and like actual women who like risk their lives and careers to be out so like queer kids like me can like have people to look up to you know I think that's very cool so I just want to like show them so much love and support. So that's kind of the idea behind that Porter Gallery, you know? So I do think it's so important, obviously, to have like memes that are women central and like queer women focused. And, you know, like you were saying, a lot of stuff is very like grinder focused and like bros just came out. We just watched me and Trish, my bestie Trish Bendis just watched bros. Like, you know, it is so very like, I mean, everything is so phallic and the world is very, you know, male dominated. So it is so important for us, us to have our own like queer women means. Yeah, that shit's important. And it's just funnier too. It's like, there is this weird overlap between lesbians and gay men. It's like gay men don't know shit about lesbians. And, and then I we're mean, like I, forced to know everything about like Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> and, and Lil Nas X. I do a joke in my, in my new material where I'm like, Lil Nas X is going to be the new Neil Patrick Harris or something. I don't know. Before he I go is, into my life. He I is the new Neil. It. Yeah. Nas, <laughs> Lil Nas X is like so cute, but so cheese. Like someone on Twitter said that they think he's like a down low, like heterosexual. They were like, <laughs> he's overtly gay. I, I'm going to post it on Bat Porter Gallery. I haven't posted it because I've been, you know, on like a little healing hiatus. But yeah, I'm like dying at that concept i think that's such the funniest conspiracy theory i've ever heard that little Nas X is really straight <laughs> <laughs> um do you think elon musk is destroying black twitter oh i love this question destroying it how i don't know I, it's the question like is everyone no like, if anything he's gonna set it free i don't think he's destroying it i don't think he's destroying okay Black Twitter. I don't know if Black Twitter can be destroyed. I mean, obviously, if Twitter is destroyed, then Black Twitter is a, you know, a branch of Twitter. But it would just go to some other place. You know how everyone's left Twitter when Elon came, you know, everyone. You know, I was telling my homie, people are going back to Tumblr now, which I kind of love. I think we're just going to go back to blogs and stuff like how you were talking about, like, all you know, everything I mentioned. Like you said, you sort of get MySpace, like maybe Tom will bring us back. Tom, we need to Tom is help. so rich living in Hawaii, not tripping. Tom, help us. We need you. I know. I think MySpace would be so... Po- MySpace was so before its time, you know? It would be mm-hmm. so popping right now. Man, I wonder, can I pull my profile up still? I had the coolest profile. You can It should still be there. I've, 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 no, it's all gone. 
Damn. There's a New York Times article actually about it. It didn't get but archived I, at all? Fuck. No, it didn't. They like fucked up. And also, though, for a long time, if you went on MySpace.com, my face was all over the, the homepage. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. I know. Can you believe it? It's true. So is being a lesbian funny? Oh, God, no. It's hell. It's the opposite Why? of funny. Because lesbians aren't funny. There's nothing funny about being a lesbian. It's hell. It's just like depression and like heartbreak and sadness and like Joni Mitchell. That's it. It's just like Tracy Chapman and like, you know, just like women's Michigan music festival and shit like that. It's sad. It's like Tevas and it's dark. I, it's dark. It doesn't and I have to be. Don't you think? And I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's that's okay. the point. Like Bet Porter Gallery, I'm trying to make lesbianism cool. It can be cool. And there are cool lesbians. And that's what I'm trying to promote. Like the fucking Birkenstock shit's got to go. Like, you, do you remember Claire mostly? Shout out. I'm about to give Claire like the biggest shout out plug. Do you remember the real L word season two? No. All I mean, right, well. Rose is my friend. I just have Rose on the show. Rose Garcia? Yeah. Damn. Oh, shit. You know, that's the real poppy, right? Isn't she the real poppy? Yeah, she's the, she's poppy. the number one. Yeah, she's the... She, she is, is who poppy she, is based on. Really? J- um, I'm, no. I'm 86% sure Rose is who poppy is based on because I think Janina Gavankar, whatever, however you pronounce her name, she tells a story on something, a commentary, maybe I, on the DVDs back in the day. The how you know Eileen and Jennifer and Leisha and Kate would do commentary. I want to say maybe I can YouTube, but I don't know. I wish we were on like Instagram Live so I could just people in the comments could tell me. But um, I but anyway, never want to be on Instagram Live. I've never done you Instagram be on Live. Social media like that. It's Who me? Because you. Yeah, because you're so like, like you, you're on social media, but you're not on it. Like, you're not on I it, have a job. Know? I can't. Yeah, you grown. You grown. I'm that's really black, black grown. Just say you grown. Yeah, I am. That's- I really am. <laughs> it sucks. I wish I didn't have to be. I wish I had the freedom to like make content and be. I mean, I'm just an asshole right to the line. Wait, what do you mean? Like, I, even my shows, like, I think I talk shit and do whatever and. Well, I love that, though. You know, I'm just saying. Like, I wish I could even be more extra on the internet, but I'm, I can't. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. You're like, I am a functioning adult, and Correct. I have to maintain my and right, so I can't just be like on the internet while I'm out. Like me, no. like my unemployed ass, right? right yeah, right. but you're the. This is you're a writer. You're a comedian. This is what you do. That's true. I'm an artiste. I'm working it out. I'm working through the art and the trauma and the material and the pain. And we're just we're got we've got our canvas and we've got the pain. And the canvas is the internet, and the paint is your words. She's spitting. She, oh, wait, Liz, you got bars, sis? Liz oh, got bars out this bitch. Oh, okay. boy. Oh, yeah, no, boy, I Liza. Pop, or I think Rose is who Poppy's based on. But, like, when that episode drops, I'm going to fact check it and we'll do, I, I got you on the caption for that. Because I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a gym right there. The okay, so know. the real L word, I'm trying to bring you back with your ADD. You don't even God, know. God, it's you just terrible. Went, yeah, it's terrible. Do you see this? Yeah, it's not great. Woo! I, I think it's tough because I'm also ADD. So I'm trying to keep you on the straight and narrow and you just go zig ziggity zag. Here, here's kind of my, maybe this is like too intense of a question. Look at the face. <laughs> 
Do you Birdman think rub? the Birdman song? Um, <laughs> do you think that like your comedy and like the things that you find funny will like do you think it's will it primarily do you think always be rooted in this event that happened because that's oh, such God. a life altering thing like do you know what i mean yeah, hell yeah i know what you mean the answer is hell to the no to the no 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 i am trying so hard to do this material and get it over with i'm gonna shoot a special when i go back to new york in the summer and just like and be done with it forever because there is so much other stuff that i want to talk about and that i have talked about it and i can talk about i'm like a very topical comedian like I remember so vividly when that Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial dropped and I had a show like that night or either the next night and I had a joke about it and nobody has seen it yet. And I need like a very topical audience, you know, that's like on Twitter and that's like seeing what's trending, and you know, because like, so yeah, it's like I have to just do it and like get it out of the way because I'm constantly like, I'm just sitting here, you know, I'm always thinking of like, just observe. I watched the Whitney. There's some, all these Whitney Houston movies. And I was watching one of the trailers on Twitter last night, just in tears. And I was like, oh, I should put this on TikTok and do like, a, I'm trying to do more on TikTok. Why in God's name? I'm show. I don't know. I but, um, also have a deep, deep, deep love for Whitney Houston. And the new movie is really, I'm finding it um, offensive for some reason. Child, the trailer. Yeah. It looks real garbaggio, you know? I mean, to be honest with you, like Lena, who I know, you know, um, when she interviewed Robin, that was a moment I was very jealous. And I told her how jealous I was. This like, one, I, I'm, I got to say, I didn't think I would ever meet somebody that tops me on name dropping. But in the way that you've topped me is that you're doing the one name thing where you're just like, oh, Lena, oh, bye. and I'm like, Lena Waithe, right? And you're like, yeah, we know. And I'm like, right, right, right. And you're like, oh, Rob, I'm like, right, right, okay. So this is incredible for me. I'm having an amazing time on this roller coaster ride. I got to let you know, Liz. Uh, thank you I'm so just, much for, for having for me the, on. It's for been a the, pleasure. For the Taylor Strecker listeners, I'm dropping, <laughs> dropping it like it's hot. I, I know, name droppers, the word. I actually almost called this show name droppers. <gasps> I but I didn't think anybody, that. I know, but I didn't it, think anybody would come on the show. You know I love anything with high-quality CBD in it, and I recently tried PlantWise Relax and Rest to help with some of my sleep issues after a friend told me she's been getting the best sleep of her life after using it for a month. It has really effective natural ingredients that don't knock you out or make you feel groggy in the morning. I love it. Gets me the best night's sleep I've ever had. Go to getplantwise.com and use code listen to liz 20 for 20% off. What, if somebody, if you were to explain what Beck Porter Gallery is to somebody that has never been on the internet before. How on the internet? Describe? Yeah. Like who had no idea. Like you, okay. you are traveling somewhere where they don't have smartphones and you have to explain what you do. What is Bet Porter Gallery? <laughs> I was trying so hard to think of a good joke when you said, uh, I'm traveling to somewhere that does where they don't have cell phones. And I was going to say something like, oh, Burbank or something. I was trying so hard to think of like a funny area of L.A. I could say. But anyway, to someone who's never on the Internet, Bed Porter Gallery is a uh, 
like an art collective of elite queer women and lesbians in entertainment and public media. So typically I never let people re-record ever. If they're like, oh my God, can you like too many edits, too much crazy notes. I just scrap it. And I'm like, you know what? They weren't feeling it. I'm not feeling it. And I move on. But I'm so happy that even though when we first started to record, it was like weird. And I knew that Liza needed her own episode and I let her re-record. I'm so happy that we did because she is dope um, and so smart and so interesting. And I love that, you know, this while her life is forever changed. Right. And our lives can change in an instant, no matter what happens, whether it's traumatic or not. It's not something that, you know, she's choosing to define her story and comedy. And I love that. And uh, please follow her. Uh, Bet Porter Gallery on Instagram. It's a good one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.